Grab your morning coffee, friends. Here's the big idea. Are you ready? Sabbath ain't just an Old Testament thing. It's for us, too. See, when you practice Sabbath, you practice living out God's salvation. You practice honoring Christ's death and resurrection, the ultimate image of ceasing, resting, and delighting. My name is Alan, and I'm on staff with InterVarsity at UVic and SFU. This semester, my colleagues Terry and Derek will be co-leading this space to help you explore the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. Are you ready to learn to rest? Join us in learning the rhythms of the Creator. Sabbath 101 might be the most important course you take at university. Have you ever considered that the God that Christ followers serve might be a bit like a young child who enjoys playing house? In my father's house are many rooms, said Jesus on one occasion. The writer of Hebrews spoke of the creator's intent for us to rest using similar language. Listen. So then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. Hebrews 4, 9-11 For many of us, Sabbath is just whack. It's a stuffy practice that our grandparents practiced. Perhaps that's what the original audience of Hebrews also thought, that this old Jewish practice didn't pertain to them. But Hebrew fights us on this. No, Sabbath was promised for you. When the author of Hebrew talks about promise here, they want us to think about God's covenant. That's his special covenant with Israel, the people of God. The writer wants us to understand that the rest that is promised is part of a long list of promises that Yahweh made with Israel, his chosen people, that got fulfilled by Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection. Why are we free to practice Sabbath? Because Christ's actions on the cross demand it. That's why our Sabbath rest still remains for all the people of God. It's part of the whole package of Christ's salvation. Sabbath, then, becomes for us one of the ways that we work out our salvation. Yes, Sabbath still remains for the people of God. So, make every effort to enter into that rest. Enter into that rest. Let's consider this phrase for a moment. It's pretty cool. The Greek word here has a few connotations. Uh, enter, like men or animals go into a house or a city. Enter, like food enters into your mouth. Enter, like one enters into society or enters into employment. Enter, or arise, like something coming into existence. Remember last week's uh, rhythm of rest that is built into creation. Uh, enter, like thoughts that come into your mind. Fascinating, right? I'm a bit of a Bible nerd, and that was some pretty heavy theology. So let's take some time to reflect on how serious Sabbath is to the working out of our salvation. How might these images change um, our view of Sabbath and how to practice rest.
few years ago, uh, I spent a week within a community of Indigenous and Settler Christ followers uh, from Canada and the U.S. Every year, uh, this community puts on a symposium called NATES, uh, the North American Indigenous Theology Symposium, uh, where several members come together to share practice-based uh, theology that they're working out. On one of the mornings, uh, Randy Woodley, uh, one of the speakers, uh, shared a brief devotion on the story of Abraham. Randy shared a very simple thing that radically shifted my understanding of God and humanity's partnership with God. He said, and I paraphrase, many of you have been told and taught how to be hospitable, how to be good hosts, but most of you have no idea how to be a good guest. Abraham went to a new land, and before he did anything, he practiced being a guest in this new land. Radical, right? How often do you practice being a guest? Have you ever refused to be a guest because of some inner guilt or shame about being a burden to another person? As a campus minister with InterVarsity, I can get caught up in so much hosting. Hosting potlucks and hosting people in Zoom Bible studies and online game nights. So much welcoming and setting up atmospheres of home and trust and joy. And that's good. Really good. But if I'm always the host, I can actually colonize through my hospitality. Marva Dawn, uh, in her book, Keeping the Sabbath Holy, says, We do not, therefore, spend the Sabbath trying to save the world. Preach it, Marva. On the Sabbath, we remember that it's God's role to save and restore the world. The leaders I admire are the ones who understand this and who can practice being a guest of the Creator's salvation. These are the leaders who know how to dwell within the presence of God and can put up their feet within God's great big living room. Every effort to enter God's rest. And also, practice being a guest. God has already prepared and promised rest for you. Both of these are true, but they can feel like they don't. So how do we hold these? There's a helpful passage in Mark uh, that I think will help us practice holding this Sabbath paradox. Uh, in this story, Jesus says that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now, often because this passage comes right after a moment when Jesus' disciples get accused for breaking the Sabbath, people think that Jesus is saying, Sabbath ain't that important, so feel free to forget it if something better comes along. But Jesus is saying something else. He's telling us that the Sabbath is a gift, a big gift. Think big fat Greek wedding gift where the parents give Tula a house as a wedding gift. That's our Sabbath gift. Uh, 
and Jesus, that is God as Lord of the Sabbath, is choosing to give it to us. Let's receive this good gift. Let's practice being a guest, God's guest. His house is big and his table is wide. So come and let's rest. We're going to increase our Sabbath game again this week and try for a six-hour Sabbath. I know, crazy. If you felt something called fear or anger rise up right now, then I encourage you to take a big breath. Ready? Let's go. Holy Spirit, be with us, because we're going to need you. It's so important for us to spend time in the Word on our Sabbath. So on our Sabbath this week, spend time meditating on Mark 15, 21 to 16, 8. Then spend time expressing to Jesus gratitude for his sacrifice on the cross. How often do we take time to reflect on the gift of God's sacrifice? Perhaps you can write down your thoughts uh, in bullet form. Our optional challenge for you this week is to practice experiencing the hospitality of God. And you can do this by having a meal. For centuries, meals have been a key staple of a Sabbath. So this week, we want to invite you to have a good meal. Like a really good meal that you can delight in. This can be by yourself or with a group of friends. Just make sure that your friends know that you're Sabbathing. If it isn't a time for gossip or talk about schoolwork, no. This is a time for delighting in food and in God's provision and in our friends. So, for this meal, eat well. Eat healthy. Try not to overeat. And as you eat, taste eat each bite slowly. Swallow each bite. And remember the creator who provided this food. If you're part of our in-person Sabbath 101 group that meets on Friday mornings, we'll have a chance to share with each other. If you'd like to be a part of our group but haven't heard about it, visit the InterVarsity British Columbia Facebook page or follow BC IVCF on Instagram. This has been Sabbath 101, the most important class that you might take in university. My name is Alan M.A. Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath. Meet us this week as we enter into his presence.